Hi there, and thanks for joining us. We are on our second round of Red Business Town Takeover from Skipperin. So many good businesses came in on the day. We have to go and do it all again. So let's dive straight in. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. So we always like a bit of food on Red Business, so we decided to go to a lively award-winning cafe. Well, they kind of came to us, but you know what I mean. Calvo's Cafe is on North Street in Skibbereen, and with me now is Siobhan, whose business it is. Siobhan, how are you? I'm very good. Um, tell me a little bit about Calvo's. What, what is it? Um, so we have a 25-seater uh, cafe in North Street, and just right beside it we opened a little takeout uh, unit just earlier this year where you can get the baking and that, that we do for the cafe, you can get it to take out. Um, well, you're significantly day. underselling the baking that you do in the cafe. <laughs> We're not talking about a handful of scones in the morning and a loaf of bread no, if it's we a make all, we make everything um, in the cafe. F- uh, we make it all in-house. In Come so on, all tell the me baking. what you make. What do you make? <laughs> Give me the list. So we do all the cakes, um, some quiches, uh, some... Do you do fancy cakes? We do some nice birthday cakes. We're not, we're not very good at the old novelty cakes, but uh, we make uh, some lovely birthday cakes and we make a lot of gluten-free cakes, actually. That's what's the popular thing at the moment. Okay. Um, and is it, is it difficult to make the gluten-free cakes in the environment where you're making the other cakes? Um, well, what we do is we sell them as no gluten added. Um, so a lot of our cakes, we um, omit the flour and put in ground almonds, and uh, so that makes them then... Suitable. Suitable. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And it's all very technical. How did you fall into the business of cake making? <laughs> well, I fell into the business way back, um, probably 30 years ago, when I trained to be a chef. And then I worked in a few different establishments in Cork, because I'm originally from Cork. And then I got a little spot working for a summer in Glandor, I don't know, maybe 26 years ago, for a friend of mine. Um, so I worked there for the summer, loved West Cork, mm. went back um, with the plan, maybe I'd head off travelling or I'd head off do something exciting. Hideously disillusioned with the metropolis <laughs> that is Cork City, yeah. yeah. And um, during that winter, the girl who I'd worked for in Glandor had decided to take the following summer out and she asked me would I like to take her restaurant for the summer. Okay. I thought, oh God, yeah, sure, why not? Sure, why, why not? not? Why and, not? Then, and, and, and you're here how many years later? Um, well, no, no, hold on. Hold on. I was jumping <laughs> ahead. Hold on, hold on. There's, a, there's another element <laughs> to the story. <laughs> there's another element to the story. So I had been working with my boyfriend at the time in Cork. So I said, will we go to West Cork for the summer? He goes, ah, sure, why not? So the two of us headed off and we worked in this little cafe in Glandor. So we ran it for the summer and we decided we loved it so much that we would try to get a premises in West Cork and we'd open up in West Cork. So went back again, worked for the winter in Cork and a premises came up in North Street in Skibreen. So that is oh, 23 years ago and we moved down here and we opened And that's Calbo's now? Well, we opened a restaurant to start with 23 years ago and we ran that um, until our lease ran out but in the meantime we'd bought the premises where we are now in the cafe Ah, okay so, so w- w- which do you prefer the restaurant or the cafe because the restaurant i'm guessing is a high pressure um, industry i loved it at the time um when you have no commitments and you haven't a care in the world so you don't mind working all the hours god gives you but as the years went on we 
Well, we have a boy now, he's 16, but he was young at the time and it was like you were getting home, he was asleep. Difficult. You were going out in the morning, he was asleep and that was kind of the so way it was you've traded through. through difficult times then? We have, yeah. So we would, I always yeah. kind of had a, a nice so say summer trade uh, but it wouldn't have been great in February let's put it that way so how, um, how is it now well no like you have the summer trade but we have a huge um, winter trade from locals we have huge support from locals in Skibreen and all of West Cork and um, like they are our, our bread and butter and the tourists are a, a nice added bonus from May to October but it's the locals that that make it work we were talking to the people on the last episode about what it means to live in Skibreen. And again, you're another blow-in. You're from the city originally. <laughs> yeah, so pure blow-in. Um, you sound like you fell in love with the place, didn't um, you? Yeah, but why not? Why would you not? Like It has everything. Um, we live over the premises. So um, we have everything we need in town. And like, say, for our boy, he's been able to get involved in any sporting activity he wants. He can just walk to any like if you if it was ga you could walk to basketball you've got kickboxing you've got everything but he chose rowing which means we have to drive him to rowing because he can't <laughs> yeah that you're, you're a little <laughs> bit too far away from it yeah yeah uh, for the rowing. but um you have everything whereas if we were living in cork city or even on the outskirts of cork city you wouldn't have the you wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy and, and there was a theme of this and we were speaking about it the last day there, there's a I've kind of a f a s an air coming off all the business people coming through. You're all quite relaxed. I mean, normally when you meet business people, they're they're stressed off their game. The email they just got annoyed them. Uh, they're they're fighting <laughs> with somebody else. If all of that is happening in the lives of the people in yeah, Skibreen, it has. We don't let it show. Exactly. Like, you, like you turning up seven minutes late <laughs> for my interview. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We we get over. It. We we live with that. But it, it's true though that you're all kind um, of very laid back. There's something in the water down here. I suppose it, it is a lovely place to live and like if you when you finish work you're not too far you're like five minutes away to to go for a swim or um, go for a cycle or you know that you have so much whereas if you're in the city and you're trying to get through traffic I mean with growing up like bringing a child up in Skibreen town um, you were able to walk them to school they were able to walk up like once they were able to walk on their own walk home We've never, living overhead, we've never had ever stuck in traffic. So yeah. Uh, we've Your carbon footprint is quite low <laughs> as well. Very low. And, and, and I suppose <laughs> the carbon miles on the bread is low enough as well, <laughs> yeah. considering it's coming Very upstairs. Low, yeah, it just goes from upstairs. So what's next? I mean, is, is the cafe going to be your life for the next few years? For Forever, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it any other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, you look like a person who's incredibly happy and content with that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything better to do, really. Um, Why not? Well, well look, uh, I have to say, we we need to. We should have given you the list, by the way. You, you have things like um, uh, Irish steak with caramelised red onion, crispy goobeen, smoked bacon with West Cork cheddar, onion relish. It all sounds very nice. Yeah. You didn't bring anything with you, though, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so you never you disrespected <laughs> disrespect the number one rule of red business. But having said that, I'm going to go down at some stage next you time I'm down, down here. Yeah. Siobhan, we look forward to being down here another day and going in and sampling all the fine wares that you have on offer at Calbo's Cafe. But for now, Siobhan O'Callaghan, we wish you and Anthony 14 years, uh, 14 odd years you've been in the cafe. The very best luck and uh, keep enjoying the life here in Skibbereen. Thank you very much. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. You may remember on an earlier episode of the Town Takeover from Skipperine, we spoke about Spearline and how a little bit of that company had 
been acquired and moved on. Well, we said we'd better find out just what was going on there. And we are delighted to be joined by Fiona Ryan, who's the Chief Customer Officer of Beacon AI. Fiona, how are you? I'm very good, Jonathan. And yourself? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming in to tell us all about Beacon AI. AI stands for... Artificial intelligence. Not the other thing it might be known for in Weshkar. No. No, not no, that. No, not so that. <laughs> what does Beacon AI do? So Beacon AI uh, develops software solutions, which uh, is around uh, improving your digital transformation and enabling digital transformation strategies. So we've developed privacy software, uh, which will enable privacy compliance on a global footprint um, through artificial intelligence and machine learning. Okay, so GDPR, you mentioned the four dreaded letters there, um, scared the living daylights out of everybody a couple of months ago. Um, you help get over that fear, do you? Absolutely. I suppose it's moved on now from GDPR. It's more of a global privacy situation at this stage and we are not just focusing on privacy we're also focusing on health tech real estate technology so we can help in many other aspects as well so how did you come to Skibbereen are you from Skibbereen no I'm a temporary woman oh dear sorry about that um, <laughs> and how did you end up here I married a West Cork man what? and uh, he brought me here <laughs> okay and have you forgiven him since well we're just about getting over it <laughs> <laughs> so what's your background how did you end up in this particular so area? my background is legal um, I was a legal executive previously and uh, then I got into the compliance sphere and financial services sector in Dublin uh, and then when I came down to West Cork um, I yeah sourced out employment and data protection. Okay um, now as I said to Matthew and Lorraine who were in here previously from mm -hmm. Spearline I don't know where you're going but I wouldn't start from here setting up a GDPR artificial intelligence company in Skipperin would not have been the most natural thing to do yet here you are. Has Skipperin mm. been a, an advantage or a disadvantage? To Absolute you? advantage. We're based out of the Luggate Hub now so we've got all of the facilities there um, amazing facilities down there and we're also hooking into the one gigabyte um, uh, network as well uh, through uh, um, so it, it's transformed the way we do business so we can still maintain our rural setting uh, whilst having easy access to the city and we have a global footprint so we're um, in France and we're also in America as okay well. so you you kind of you, you was it you bought out a little bit of Spearline or how did it work uh, so uh, what happened was, so Spearline Risk and Compliance was a subsection of Spearline and uh, the Algo Data Group then acquired Spearline Risk and Compliance and we've rebranded that now as Beacon AI. Okay, and um, what's the plan? Where do you go with this? So the plan is to disrupt the marketplace and um, to be the best you in class. You say that almost with a smile in your I voice. Know. I mean, that, that's almost a kind of a negative intent, but you're going to disrupt the marketplace. Absolutely, absolutely. You always have to strive to, um, to do that, I think, to be the best in class, to offer a real solution to a customer base out there um, and to solve their pain points. Yeah, you mentioned pain. It, it is exactly that. It is a pain point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People want to operationalize their privacy programs. They want to operationalize their compliance. Um, and they want to do it with minimum uh, um, effort. Although there's always human intervention involved, um, if you can do that by automation, then why not? Uh, GDPR, uh, have people come to terms with it a little bit more now, that it wasn't going to be the end of civilization as we know it, and that you weren't going to be set on fire for accidentally keeping somebody's email address longer than six weeks? Absolutely, yeah. No, you've seen lots of people who have made huge improvements in their programs. Um, there are others who have done nothing yet, um, but it's never too late. People, people can always try and, um, and get a program in place and operationalize that program. And it's always good to have a software solution in place to help you with that. It just depends on where you're at and what size and what scale you have in your business. Um, but very much if you're in enterprise, um, then you definitely need a software solution with some sort of automation or artificial intelligence in it to make things So easier. how many bodies have you got working with you right now? So we have our six in our Skibbereen office. Um, okay. And then we have 25 data scientists as well. 
And they're popping up all around the place, are they? Absolutely. Okay, they so could be as out. I said, th- we've a Cork office, but we've also got France and New York as well. Okay, well, it, it is a growing area, most certainly, and no better place to grow it out of than the fine town of Skibbereen. Absolutely. Uh, Fiona Ryan, what's the website address if people want to look it up? So it is beaconai.io. Uh, dot io. Dot io. That's it. That's yeah. it. Learn something new every day. Uh, Fiona, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. And we wish you and everybody at Beacon AI the very best luck in the future. Thank you so much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork business. Red business. And my final guest on our Red Business Town Takeover in Skibberina, someone who's been on the programme before, talking about the very successful Taste of West Cork Food Festival that has just gone by. But because we were in her hometown, we felt it only appropriate that we come in and talk about what she does for the rest of the year. Helen Collins, how are you? I'm great, Jonathan. Thank you very much for having me on the programme and welcome to Skipperine. It's great to be here. Yeah. And uh, just, look, as I said, we had to on your home turf come in and talk to you. So we, we, we we're just over the Taste of West Cork Food Festival, yeah. which you have recovered from, have you? Oh, barely scratching my way along. <laughs> barely. A hugely successful event every year and another successful year just gone by. But your business... Uh, is the law. How I earn my bread and butter. Yes. Because I'd love somebody to pay me to do a Taste of West Cork. Then I could do it every minute of every day. But actually, I've been working in um, our business, Wolf & Company, for the last, oh my goodness, will I admit to... 43 years. Wow, okay. Yeah, and I suppose... So you graduated at about five? I, oh, uh, f- four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Early younger to you. No, and though I went, I think I went into UCC about age 17, so we did start kind of pretty young. Um, so I've been in Skibbereen. I, of course, I was born and raised in Clonakilty and then went off around the world for a while and then came back to Skibbereen. Did, so you, did you lose the map and you couldn't find yeah. your way back <laughs> to your own hometown? Well, I went around the world to just d- find the best place in the world to live. And where did I arrive back to? West Cork, exactly. The ultimate best place in the world to live. So how did you start I- in, in your career as a lawyer? Because obviously you, you didn't become the managing director of the firm overnight. So did you start at the bottom and work your way up? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, well, my dad was a solicitor in Clonakilty and at that stage he was joined up with the practice here in Skibbereen and there was a chap by the name of Jim O'Keefe. Uh, who later went into Dáil Éireann. Oh, the TD. Yeah, yeah TD, who was my um, boss, so as to speak, here in Skibbereen. And when I arrived in Skibbereen at the uh, early, I, I think I was maybe 22, just about, um, Jim was deciding to run for Dáil Éireann. And he, his, w- he w- his work was mainly in the district court. So he said, Helen, no, you've got to go to the district court and do the district court. I mean, it was like doing my leaving cert <laughs> every, every day. day. Yeah. I honestly, you have no idea. Because there were no women. I was the first woman practitioner see, I, down I, here. I, I, again, I was going to raise yeah. that because you would have been a bit of a trailblazer. You would have been that girl, wouldn't yeah, you? Oh, definitely. And there was many a person in areas of West Cork further west than here when I would intently listen to their issues for at least an hour who would then say to me, can I speak to the solicitor <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> so I was... A lot of people didn't believe I was the solicitor and a lot of people didn't believe I was going to take care of their case in the district court. And it was something else. It was like, it's completely different than it is now where there's a lot of preparation and cases are taken very, very seriously. I used to beg my clients to give me the summonses the night before. I mean, I would have sheafs of summonses, 20, 25, 30. And they would be handed to me as I was sitting in front of the judge. So I was supposed to read the summonses, 
deal with all the facts of the case, and present a defense, all in about 10 seconds. <laughs> it was hard going. So that's a, that is what they call a, a very steep learning curve. It was a very <laughs> steep learning curve. I, I, I remember calling into my mother one morning as I was coming from a very difficult case in Kinsale, and where I'd been badly treated by a, a much older man, long established in West Cork. And uh, my mother looked at me and she said, Helen, straighten yourself up, pull your shoulders back and get out and do it again. I having told her I was giving up. Right. I couldn't face this anymore. So straighten your shoulders, get out and get going. Which you did. I and did. And you, you've made a very good career out of it over yes. the years. West Cork is... is it's, a, it's an unusual place. It's an eclectic place. And has that been reflected in a lot of what's been coming through your door between oh, yes. that time and uh, now? Back, back then in 1976, when there, was a, there, w there used to be a lot of drug prosecutions, there was a, cultivation wasn't a crime at the time. But I remember being in Skull District Court where there was one suit amongst all the defendants. And uh, the defendant would appear in front of the judge wearing the suit. Then he would step out and go around the back of the town hall as it was then, change the suit with the next defendant who'd come back in and we'd it'd swap suits and appear in front of the judge. No, no, I don't do that anymore, thank God. <laughs> I, work, I work mainly in family law for the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. I, I, I work in um, separation and divorce. Uh, and the funny thing about that, the, the law is kind of a universal. Yeah. Uh, it, it's as equal and valid here in West Cork as it is in any other part of the world, but having the right practitioner I I is very important. And and you've been trading on your reputation, I suppose, haven't you, and, and that of the firm? Well, for me, in terms of family law, um, you're always working with a family, okay? Your client, of course, is your number one priority. And of course, your responsibilities are to your client, we'll say at least 60%, but your responsibility is also to the family. And that family comprises of the husband or wife on the other side, but it principally comprises of the children of the marriage. So at all times when I'm working with my client, I have to very much keep my eye and work and support that family. Has the law, I mean, the law has obviously changed yeah. a lot, but has the career changed in the years that you've been working in it? Oh, um, well, there's a lot of women working in law, which I think is a very, very good thing. And I think law offices are much more family-friendly places. When I started, one would never say, I have to run out and collect the children from school. Um, we used to be advised to say, oh, I've got to run over to the garage and pick up my car, or I've got to run to the so bank you, to you, do you, something. You a car that must have been banjaxed, uh, banjaxed. Suppose, yeah. So, no, um, we're very family-oriented in, fami in our office. We have a lot of women practitioners, and we very much support um, the, um, those practitioners because they're brilliant. My women are brilliant practitioners and um, we very much support their family as well and their family life because it has to be an all-round thing. How did you then end up in the Taste of West Cork Food Festival? Because that, that's a behemoth to try and control it and, is, and lo and behold you're yeah. the woman who tries to control it. Well we, we created it I suppose in the sense of it, it, it in its modern form and now we've kind of being eaten alive by the monster we've created. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that in a negative sense. Um, at the time of the recession here, which was, I'm, I'm talking about 2010, 11, 12 onwards, 
Um, you could see it in every business in, in, in Skibbereen and in West Cork. Everybody was struggling. And it became clear to me that if we could generate literally an extra 50 euro per week per business in the town, it would make a difference. Every 50 euro mattered at that time. And I had a lot of clients coming in to me in serious difficulty with banks and really, really struggling. So I thought deep and hard that we needed to um, develop the strengths we had, which is tourism, always. And uh, we really desperately needed to join forces together in West Cork to create a very strong West Cork brand. So it was out of that need of the, um, of the recession that the Taste of West Cork in its current form mm. was born. Uh, something that I've noticed doing the interviews here in yeah. Skibreen uh, for, for the Red Business, uh, Red FM Town Takeover, is that there's, um, there's this community spirit. Now you see it in every town. But there's something about this town. There's something different about it here. What is it? What What is the gel that, that binds you all together? Well, I grew up in Clonakilty, and so you're uh, blowing as well. Yeah, like yeah I'm a blowing like exactly. So I mean, in Clonakilty, and in my family, if if you saw a problem, you were expected to sort the problem. You know, there was in in my time growing up in the 60s and 70s, it, there was no grants for anything. So therefore, you went out and you gathered together whatever funds were needed for whatever the project was going to be, and you got up and you did it and you sorted it. So there's a lot of kind of that attitude is very strong, I think, uh, in people of my age group. And um, I would love to see it coming out more in younger people. I know they're struggling with families and trying to buy houses and do all sorts of things, but it's really terribly important that we're all engaged in our community. And it is a fantastic community. And in terms of a taste of West Cork, there wouldn't be a taste of West Cork if it wasn't for the unity of West Cork and the engagement of everybody. Helen, it's been an absolute pleasure bringing you in. Um, this is a great town. Uh, that's the one yeah. thing I can testify to having been speaking to so many people here. Uh, we wish you and everybody involved in Wolf & Company Solicitors, which yeah. is your business, and indeed uh, a taste of West Cork, uh, the very best success. And sure, look, Helen, we'll have to do it again at some stage soon. All right. Helen Collins, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, dear. So that's it from the Red Business Town Takeover for Skibbereen. My thanks to all of my guests. It really has been a pleasure being down here. And don't forget, you can download all the episodes from redextra.ie. Neve Hennessy's the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.